You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, The Beat. Featuring the week's roundup and commentary on music news. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, The Beat. Yo, what up, guys? It's your boy DJ Jesse here at The Beat on Black Hollywood Live. I'm super excited today. We're going to talk about Rihanna, Beyonce. But the main focus today is on 90s R&B girl groups. We're going to focus on TLC. The biopic came out this week, and I'm super excited. Yay. I had to invite her, especially with the conversations that we're going to have. <laughs> My dear friend... Host on Fashion 411 here on Black Hollywood Live, Courtney Stewart. Hello, everybody. Yeah, y'all. All right, so before we get into it, overall, how'd you feel about the TLC biopic? Did you love it? Overall, Did you? I was pleased. I didn't love it. I love the music. Did I, you watch it the night of? Oh, of course yeah, I did. I, and I had a DVR in case I was like late getting to it and I could rewind and everything. So it's good. So it you're excited good. to I watch it I was excited to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of I, course. And I had a tweet about it. Hello. Oh, you, you joined the Twitter? Oh, I tweeted about it. Girl, so you read some of it. Oh, there was a lot going on. There was, there was a lot, lot going on. on. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. But first, you know, I didn't even want to make this a topic. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> but there's just been so much around it, and I was talking to my neighbor the other day, and she feels very strongly about this subject. Okay. We're always talking about legends and the business, and who will be legendary, and you know, moving forward, what causes someone to be legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first topic I want to talk about is Rihanna versus Beyonce. How is it versus? <sighs> It's versus in the I mean, I guess it's not versus. It, it's just kind of comparing their marketing schemes. Okay. <laughs> Here's round one. Round one. Beyonce is doing all this random promotion right now. We don't know. Well, we're supposedly getting a single December 3rd. And I just feel like the things that they're putting out about Beyonce is kind of like, why are we talking? Really, this is what we're promoting? This is... As if we don't get enough Beyonce, we have to throw in. So we're getting a 2014 Beyonce calendar. I'm like, they still do that? Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Honestly, like, can't I go online and there are services that I could choose my own Beyonce pictures and make my own calendar? Yes, but a lot of the pictures would be copywritten and they wouldn't be special like the pictures that she specifically took for the calendar. True that. Which, I don't know, uh, I have yet to see the full um, spread, but... I'm hoping. Actually, Phil, is it the next picture that shows all the pictures? Yeah. Here we are. So she gives us a lot of good looks in it. It's kind of classic Beyonce. Yes, as it should be. What else do you expect? But, you know, is this something that sells? Is it really something that, I mean, I think to me only the hardcore fans would really go out and purchase. I mean, you have Beyonce putting this out, which is sellable. And then on the other hand, now we have Rihanna who's getting kicked out of places because (laughs) she has stepped her Instagram up so hard. She's using a professional photographer for her Instagram. (sighs) That's lame. And she's, but I'm not even going to lie. The other night I was sitting at home. It was probably like four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I don't really tweet at four in the morning. Mm -hmm. 
And I was just scrolling. I mean, I was probably hungover from a club <laughs> that night, actually. I was scrolling through my phone and I was looking at Rihanna's Instagram and I was just like, she's shitting on Instagram right now. Like, you don't, you don't agree. I know you're not really a Rihanna. I, I'm not. I'm not a Rihanna hater, though. I'm not a fan, per se, but I'm not a hater. And I think she's gorgeous and I think she she cracks me up over Twitter in general. So I, even though I don't always approve of everything she's doing, I think it's hilarious. But... I mean, you know, she always has some interesting pictures on an Instagram thing. So, so I get it. In my state of mind, I tweeted this and my neighbor came Uh-oh. over and she was like, what do you mean Rihanna is shitting on Instagram? I want to see. So we're going back and forth and we were having this conversation and we got into the discussion of legends. And I was like, I don't really know if I see Rihanna as legendary you know, I was like, I put more Beyonce in the category of she will be remembered. Mm-hmm. And then my neighbor came out to come and say, what has Beyonce done that is really Michael Jackson legendary? That is really Madonna legendary. We don't really look at. And so we started talking about the pictures and the Instagram. And she was like, one thing I, you know, because she hates, she doesn't hate Rihanna, but she ain't really a fan. Mm-hmm. But she said, one thing I can't, you know, I got to give it to Rihanna is visually Rihanna is innovative Rihanna starts trends Beyonce doesn't really start trends other than the little glove thing that she did that one time but it really didn't hang on (laughs) it didn't hang on too long like I can't and you know what's so funny is and it's funny because we were sitting here talking about the TLC biopic and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out if they were trying to portray a Beyonce in it I'm sitting here and I'm trying to remember Britney Spears you know Madonna you can remember iconic costumes yes with Beyonce I don't know. I, I, you don't think of anything single specific, ladies. but she's still everything. Yeah. Like, that That in itself is enough. Like, she doesn't even have, like, I mean, there are things that we could name. I mean, I think Crazy in Love did it for her regardless. Like, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, and the fact. White tee, the jeans. It was just, and the right, that Classic. was the right time, right moment. And then Single Ladies came along. Like, those will probably be the two main ones that she's remembered for, so to speak. But I think Legendary is sort of this, like, over-encompassing thing that's sort of amorphous that we can't really put our fingers on tangibly but for some reason like she is epic and she will be that even though I love her and I'm not biased at all (laughs) (laughs) well so we were kind of you know comparing and my you know my neighbor had put this out there and again I really don't have a say on it I think both girls honestly will be remembered down the line um she was kind of comparing Rihanna more to like a prince and I'm like mm. ooh that's going too far boo mm. Mm. I mean yes yeah, she look real cool and she does some real cute stuff and maybe in the fashion world she'll continue to grow and like continue to affect in that like I see lane. her being like a J-Lo yeah, yeah. no fashion wise like maybe after the whole singing thing well, see, creates it's a really line weird and- that like j-lo is like kind of known for fashion but not really because like nobody looks at j-lo like i want to wear her stuff like yeah. and her stuff is in coals like <laughs> just but when she first came out her stuff was we well that's i mean but then again you remember like ooh, the super sexy versace dress really what j-lo's known for is her body like you're like okay that body is sick and that's what I want to have. Like, but style-wise, like, I don't think of her and be like, yeah, that's like the style trend-setting woman of the whatever. But somehow she was able to, you know, make it into more than... I think it was just that dress. I think it was that one dress that we all... And and the reason it was amazing is because her body was amazing. And you're yeah. like, dang, how did it all stay in there? But I think Rihanna has uh, is trying to set herself up, I hope, or maybe she's just 
effing around because it's fun and she's creative. But with to the really, Instagram stuff that she with the doing. Instagram thing and just her involvement in the fashion world in general, like I think she probably is trying to go in that lane because well, because she has that TV show out. Too, she has right? a TV show out, Style to Rock. That's I think it's actually on Lifetime yeah. now. Maybe no Bravo is going to show on because okay. Style Network got burned up or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but anyway, so I feel like that's sort of maybe her lane that she's going to continue to go into because I don't really see music wise. I don't know how much longer we really have for yeah. Rihanna to be relevant. Beyonce to me, I, I said, you know what? If I could compare Beyonce to someone, I can't give Beyonce Michael Jackson no. status. I just can't because to me, I don't, I'm never sitting there like, oh, I really want to hear Beyonce sing right now. No. You know, like, it, it She'll never be Whitney. She's like, a, she's Tina Turner to me. Like, literally. Yes, encompasses she's an Tina Turner. entertainer. Now, marketing-wise, how do you feel about, like, the calendar thing? I mean, I'm, like, sick of looking at it on the blogs. I'm like, really, Beyonce? Why are you promoting this like this? I mean, I just... I don't really know who buys calendars. Like, I feel like it's, like, super cheesy fans. Like, because I consider myself a real Beyonce fan, and I would never buy a Beyonce <laughs> calendar. Like, I just wouldn't. So, I mean, there's obviously a market for it somewhere, because she wouldn't do it otherwise. So, and it may not be America. Like, obviously, she's an international talent, and other countries have other needs and desires and whatever. So, I mean, it, it, I think a lot of us are like, oh, there's so much Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. I really just think she's continuing to sprinkle us because it's still the entertainment industry. And as much as and we you say, you need to stay, or at least current in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're going to be walking down the street like, Beyonce and that stupid calendar. Like, even if you don't, but that way, when the single does come out, she's still on the, on the edge of your mouth, like mm-hmm. a little bit to talk about. So it's just something to talk about. Something to talk about. All right, well, I have something else to talk about. Cool. Salam Remy, who is uh, one of the most amazing producers. He helped the Fugees, Nas, Amy Winehouse. I mean, just legendary artists. Um, He sat down and, you know, he was talking about his coming out with a new album, which I'm actually excited to hear. Um, But he made a really funny, interesting statement. He talked about why New York hip-hop fell off. And I thought this was interesting because in the interview he says it fell off because of the police, the New York police. There's oh. no places. And it's funny because I think he said it happened around maybe 2005, which is interesting because I remember moving to New York in 2004 and getting that culture and, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing it. And basically what he says is back in the day, you know, we used to shut streets down. Like, and people would gather around and it was about hip hop and the lyrics and thousands of people just watching two people battle. He was like, and then the police came and, you know, they were stricter and they started shutting these big venues down. He said, New York doesn't have a venue for it. He said, so why Southern rap is so strong is because they have venues. Their strip clubs are clubs. True that. So here you are. (laughs) You have all these guys going, going to the club. They're happy. They're drunk. They're getting lap dances. There's money being thrown everywhere. Mm -hmm. So whatever the popular song is being played in there, that's the joint. That's what's being played. In hip-hop in New York, it's now because, you know, everyone's got to do their own little groups and get-togethers throughout, spread throughout the boroughs. Uh, He was like, it's just died down because it's smaller groups of people. I thought that was just interesting. That is a fascinating concept. So I tweeted it. To see what people thought, and I got a couple responses. Uh, I love eBay said, New York fell off because it didn't evolve. Think about a computer company. If Dell decided they were never going to change or upgrade the components, 
people would stop buying them because Apple, HP are constantly introducing new and exciting features. That was a really interesting. That was an interesting comparison, whoever did that. But it makes sense because, I mean, yes, on the one hand, that does suck because that was a huge part of the culture and why people would be able to do what they do. But at the same time, if it's that valuable, you figure it out and mm-hmm. you do it different. Well, another person, uh, the Dream Two Three Three said, "We are in a new era in general, in a new era in rap." He said, "It was a uh, a long, drawn out process of mainstream rap, completely abandoning the lyrical side of music." Oh, oh, sorry, I don't know where that came from. He was just in my brain. <laughs> well, do, well, speak on it. Do you do you feel? Well, no. I mean, it, it, see, it's, to me. I hate to say it. I feel like as amazing as 50 Cent was when he came out. Because when that album came out, I'm not a girl, I'm not even going to lie. When 50 Cent dropped we his were all first in the club, album, sang that song. But every single song on that album, I mean, questions. you could just listen to over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like. A lot of people tried to, when he came out, it was so hot, everyone kind of tried to get on that whole gangster. When was that? That was 2001? Yeah, was, was it? Was it 2001? I'm, I'm guessing, but oh I can't actually gosh. find it. Yeah. I'll have to look that 2000 up. 2000 or 2001, it was, because, yeah, I was in... That's was an young. interesting thought, because I feel like, I mean, his comment that around 2005, that feels really late to me, for him to say that it started to fall off at that point. I feel like it started way before that, but, I mean, obviously he's speaking just in New York as a core. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that whole, as we moved into the 2000s in general, the Nelly. sort of, the mesh of culture <laughs> and the mesh of pop into hip-hop and the commercialism that came from such success in the hip-hop world sort of watered it down in general. And I think there was an overall effect, including on the Southern rappers. <laughs> so... Now, uh, another person, Halfway Crook, they came out and said, too many New York beep were beefing. They weren't unified enough to take <laughs> on the rising Southern hip-hop movement. Southern rappers don't beef the way New York rappers and West Coast rappers beef. You think that could really be a issue? Well, I just feel like... Nor- but I feel like that's why it was cool. Like, because Southern rap was supposed to be Southern rap. Like, it was something when very Nas different. When Nas dropped that J diss, when Jay dropped the Nas, you know what I mean? Like, that was, he, when 50 dropped the diss yeah, on Ja Rule, like. That was good. That That's like what we wanted from New York and what we got from New York and what we got from the Southern rappers that we wanted was the club and the fun and the, you know, that joyous sort of emotion. So I don't necessarily think that they. I mean, the beef was their strength, not necessarily their weakness, as long as they kept the beef on tape record. By the way, the answer is 2003. Really? Oh, okay. 2003. 2003. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like that would make sense, you know. And then, you know, Ja Rule was having his, like, heyday during that time. Oh, Murder, Inc. was the Murder, Inc. was doing, and I, and this is not an insult, but I just feel like Murder, Inc. was, like, filler for, like, the fact that things were fading in both locations, and that's why they were able to be so successful. Um, But, like, you know, Ja Rule teaming up with J-Lo and, like, the hotness of that song was not because it was, like, skilled rapping. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Sure did. I was dancing right there and trying to get my little jumpsuit just like J-Lo, so I get it. But it See, did. I was more like, mm, I can really only listen to Ashanti if she is featured on the job. Well, that's so. the thing. I didn't really want to hear. Well, that's not true. There were two songs <coughs> that I would listen to for Ashanti. But regardless, like, I never bought an Ashanti album. No, like, which song I just, was it? Was it 
the baby Don't judge song. me. <laughs> I am not participating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's participate in this. Uh, you know singer Fifi Dobson? Yes! Well, she is back out. She oh, has a, uh, she is 28 years old now. She is a Canadian uh, singer, songwriter. Um, and she has a new song out called Legacy in which she channels Marilyn Monroe, Kurt Cobain, uh, Amy Winehouse, Michael Jackson. Uh, it's going to be featured off her upcoming album, which will be set next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no title yet. So we have a video of it. I thought it was kind of cool. I, I actually really liked the song, too. I, I was actually impressed because I remember Fifi Dobson and I was like, oh, my God, she's like little girl. And like we used to listen to her and now she's doing other things. So good. I'm glad she's still on the scene. That was good. My question, though, is, as I listened to it, I was trying to sort of, like, remember and sort of relive what she did in the past and, like, when she first sort of came on the scene. And I don't really feel like, even though I'm cool with the song, like, I'm good with it, like, sound-wise, I don't feel like it's, like, 28-year-old Fifi Dobson. Like, I feel like she could have sang that song, or it would have sounded the same, not necessarily lyrically would have been the same, at 16 versus... Well, it's interesting because as we're watching, I'm like, I feel like she grew into her look. Because I remember when she first came out, I was like, oh. Well, she, she was cute. She was but like, she was like doing like the, yeah, it was like the punk like yeah, skater thing. Yeah, it was like Avril Lavigne was all out at that time. And like she sort of came after that and was sort of biting off of that. I mean, for the, me, this song is like Gap needs to pick this up and have this. <laughs> that would commercial. I could totally see it as a commercial for sure. Um, and I think maybe she was a little ahead of her time, and because to me right now this sounds like you know the what was uh, Hey Ho song, the Lumineers. Oh, okay. Uh, it sounds like a lot of the stuff that's kind of been coming out now, and it's interesting that you know now we have her. I mean, it's still a little punk rock, but yeah. it's very commercial because I, I just hear Gap when I and it, Yeah, it's very catchy. Um, all right. Well, speaking of new music videos, <coughs> you know, we're about to talk about TLC. Meant to, Meant to be. What do you feel about the song? It's cute. Yeah. It's very like, yay, yay, I love my girls. Like, it's cute. It. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm up and I'm, I don't know. I feel different ways about it. I don't love it, mm-hmm. but... I love it because it brings me back to nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. I just it drives me crazy that Left Eye doesn't have tons of lyrics like, you know, Tupac, Aaliyah that you can could have create put, stuff. Yeah. I will say that's like the hardest part about the song because you're like waiting for that third element. They mm-hmm. were the three elements. We need all three elements. So even though yes, the song is cute and it's cute because you know the video is like, you know, showing them and there it's cute. But it's not it's not TLC because it's still missing like, that 
thing. Because remember after Left Eye Passed, we had the Girl Talk, that 3D mm-hmm. album. And on Girl Talk, the video, they still had Left Eye in it. And it was like a little cartoon version of her, which is so Left Eye. You yes. know? I, 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 I miss that element, but I'm, I feel like the only reason that this song is able to come out right now is because we had to watch yeah, the biopic. and we had to feel those feelings again about and how much like, we, oh, love we love them. And we were like, Chili, and I want them to win. <laughs> exactly. And on that note, here's the video <laughs> from Meant to Be. This goes out to the river, through the sunshine, all the radiance weather. And no matter what, it'll always be us together. I said if I got nothing else I got memories of what we felt I said I'm laughing to myself Sometimes about it Those silly reasons we would fight But no matter who was wrong or right We were always right there Sharing this love, sharing this life Cause we knew So there we go. We had TLC meant to be. It was cute. I feel like, though, well, we're going to get into a little later about Left Eye's sister because she feels some ways about this biopic. Of course she does. But I noticed this. They only showed baby pictures of T-Boz and Chili. Are we sure? Because there were multiple ones of a light-skinned baby. One of them could have been Lisa. You're right, maybe. There was two, three pictures of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into the biopic because mm-hmm. it has just been on my mind this whole damn week. So the biopic, uh, which congratulations, VH1 broke records, baby, broke records, four point five million viewers, VH1's highest rated original movie ever. Mm-hmm. It was the most tweeted program. Uh, with 1.92 million tweets generated. That's four times greater than now the number two program, Monday Night Football. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Get it, girls. So we had Kiki Palmer as Chili. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Mama as Left Eye. Yes. And Drew Sedora as T-Boss. So we went on the journey, and it was very nostalgic. (laughs) You know, there were times where I felt like it was... I mean, because as much as I didn't want to compare it... See, here's the thing. Yes. I was excited for the movie, but then I'm kind of like... There are certain artists that I'm like, "Mm, let's not touch that because... I don't want a memory to be tainted for me. 
you know? Uh, okay. So, you know, everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the Crazy Sexy Cool movie. And I was debating, like, am I going to see it the night of? Like, you know, do I want to do that? Or And I ended up doing it because I had to. Like, it was just, I feel like the energy of TLC was in the air. It was and, everywhere. Um, it left, I was just watching over the world, like, oh, good job, guys. I'm so proud of <laughs> Playing you. Playing with her monkeys in the jungle. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, some things kind of came off a little cartoonish to me. Hmm. Interesting. Which I don't know if that was the writing or more of the acting. Um, I thought the girls overall did a pretty good job. Uh, I was actually the most skeptical of Drew Sidora at mm. first. And then watching it, I actually kind of liked her. I liked Little Mama's performance. Um, Kiki Palmer, for me, I get it. And I get, like, we're obviously ripping it apart to look at, like, no, she doesn't look enough like yes. Chelly. Or, but she had the abs. She had so the I'll abs. So I'll give her that. She wore her little shirts and her little half shirts. And it brought up so many memories of just, like, the Grammy Awards and different, you know, seeing Left Eye and seeing them. It was also interesting because, you know, I knew that there was situations with Left Eye and the two girls. Mm-hmm. But to see it kind of play out and, you know, really see... The attitudes was kind of interesting. It was interesting. Uh, But now, did you know that there was an original member before Chili? I had heard vaguely. Like I feel like I remember because I was in Atlanta at the time when all of this was sort of coming about. So I kind of vaguely have memories of like people talking about them being somebody else and like the whole Chili getting possibly kicked out of the group at one point. Like I can vaguely remember those sort of things coming through the wire. So, Crystal Jones. Crystal Jones. She sat down. She had an uh, interview. Oh, she didn't sound like the girl in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) The audition. (laughs) That was hysterical, by the way. Great comedic point there. The shade of that. (laughs) It was so good. I'm like, what did she do? And But you know what the biggest shade is, first of all? Because, first of all, we only saw that one little... There were two scenes with Crystal. Yes. And y'all started the show out with, what about your friends? Well, what about your damn friends? Because this bitch was in the movie for 2.5 seconds. But if she sounded like that, that's all she needed. She was not good. <laughs> so she was in. An, she sat down for an interview this past week with her former uh, manager, Ian Burke, who actually helped put the group together. Um, and, you know, she talked that she she came out and said, you know, I didn't get kicked out the group like that. So it's kind of funny that I was offered a contract and then they made me look like I can't sing. Yeah. So, But I don't get why they would artistically want to do because that. Because it's movie. funny. It was a moment. You thought it was they, funny? It was the girl sitting there singing sounded like ridiculously horrible while the rest of them are dancing in the background. That was funny. Okay. She sounded <laughs> awful. It was a joke. It was to be funny. It needed a little quick comedic moment. That's all. Because in reality, in large scheme of thing, nobody cares why she was kicked out of the group. She's not in the group anymore. But see, listening to this interview, I'm like, ooh, they should have made this the, you know, like the Jackson 5 movie, made it a four hour movie. But then it's like, do we really want to see four hours of TLC? No. The Jackson family, four hours. TLC does not equate to the Jackson family. So, Crystal's side of the story, and Ian, because they both talked about it, it was very interesting. She said, you know, I watched the movie and I was very disappointed. She said they portrayed me very inaccurate. She said, for one, we never auditioned for L.A. Reed. 
So why was that even a part of it? She said, we auditioned for Pebbles. Uh, the song we used was produced by Jermaine Dupree called I Got It Going On. Mm. Okay, I can understand them using What About Your Friends? They want to market the music. Get that. She said, it's a Hollywood story. They're going to tell it the way they see it. She said, but actually what happened, we were sitting in a lawyer's office. It was me, myself, it was myself, Tion, and Lisa. We were sitting there looking over the contracts, and she didn't understand anything. And she said to Pebbles, hey, I don't really know what this contract says. Can I bring it home to my mom? And Pebbles said, absolutely not. You have to sign it right now or don't sign it at all, which we kind of got a little yeah, bit. I could see that happening for sure. But they didn't have Crystal sitting at that table. No. So because she said that, she was Let out go. the group. So um, – then again, she goes into her audition. She said, I did absolutely not sound like that in my audition, and shame on them for that. Now, another interesting note she said, did you know SWV was actually called TLC? I did not know that. Yeah. No. So it wasn't an official name of them, so when TLC actually came out, SWV had to change it to Sisters with Voices. Interesting. I thought that one was I did cool. not know that. Um Now, Ian spoke on it, and he said... The whole – he was more mad than Crystal was. She said, I've moved on from it. Like, it was just weird watching it and kind of having to relive those feelings. Uh, but Ian came out and he said, you know what? I think it's totally bogus. Uh, he said it was entertaining. He was like, but you didn't even tell the most intricate parts of the story, which actually I will give him one little part that I kind of wish they did Speak on it, and I would, I would, I, I would love to hear Jermaine Dupri's side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said the whole way the girls got together, he said no, uh, it was me and Crystal who actually had the creative idea to put this girl to uh, together. They wanted a female version of Bill Bev Devoe. Yes, um, and uh, he, he met this man Kenneth uh, Cade. Uh, who was friends with Jermaine Dupri, who is the one that actually brought Lisa to the audition, mm. not Tion. Um, Lisa was actually kicked out the group. The first one kicked out the group because she showed up in a dress and he thought that didn't really work. Uh, but Crystal really wanted him to hear Left Eye's rapping abilities. So he heard him, thought she was amazing. Tion didn't show up. So originally he said the group was Crystal, Lisa, and then another girl named Lisa. Mm. But this guy, Kenneth Kate, said, no, you have to hear Tion. Which is interesting because I thought it was, like, how I've always known the story before even this came out, was Tion is kind of the one that put the group group together. together. Well, I mean, just you reading that is hella complicated, and it's a VH1 movie. So what they did, they obviously morphed a lot of the features of Crystal into Tion to make the story go. Mm -hmm. This is not a documentary, people. It's a freaking made-for-TV movie. So I'm not, I don't know why you would be mad about it. Like, it's cool to be like... Actually, when asked about like the truth about the movie, to be like, actually, this is how it happened. Cool, but to be angry about it, like, doesn't make sense to me at all. Well, and so this is this next part is what I would have liked to have seen them add to the movie. So the guy Kenneth said, "Hey, you know, you got to hear this girl T on. She can't make it because she's sick, but you have to meet her." And then that night at two o'clock in the morning, him, Kenneth, and Jermaine Dupree knocked on T Boz's door. She came down. She was sick. And he said she was fresh out the bed, no makeup, nothing. And he said, as soon as I saw her, I was like, you need to be a part of this group. And they kicked that Lisa girl out. Very cool. Jermaine made her sing. um, And 
he loved they love the voice mm-hmm. they want her to be a part of the vo- uh the group and he said you know the most pivotal person that wasn't even in the movie is Jermaine Dupri because Jermaine Dupri is the one that actually made T-Boz sing in that lower register yeah she never sang like that before so which is technically the whole sound of TLC so I feel like that kind of is an important part to me there could be know. very legitimate reasons why Jermaine Dupri was not included yeah <laughs> he could have not wanted to be that's true because they're still cool as far as I'm aware like mm-hmm. everything is copacetic so that could have been a very he probably heard what choice. Pebbles was talking about he was like mm. no he might not have and he <laughs> might have been like VH1 I don't know probably not well, so, you know, all this Crystal had to say, <laughs> and I was really into it until she made this last comment. Uh-oh. She has an upcoming book. Of course she does. <laughs> but it's a collection of memoirs. It's not a book Girl, about... T- this is what she says. It's not a book about TLC. It's a book about my journey and the things I've been through in life. But TLC is a pivotal part of it. See my eyes cross and roll in the back of my head. Get it, girl. Make your money how you need to because you couldn't make it in TLC. So. Well, she ain't the only one that's mad because Pebbles is mad, too. Of course she is. Everybody know Pebbles is trifling. We knew she was trifling back in 1992, so stop playing. <laughs> Pebbles says, I am in shock listening to all of this mess and lies. This is madness. <laughs> it's so hard to believe this. Do not believe. <laughs> She started uh, tweeting that she's going to uh, take she's legal action for defamation up. of character. Uh, <laughs> he who states his case first seems right until his rival comes and cross-examines him, is what she tweeted. Okay, honey pie. I don't think she was really portrayed bad. All that horribly. I thought she was actually, I was like, they could have really They could have really bad. gone in on her, and they did not. I mean, the harshest thing that happened was when she was like, is she going to be able to perform tomorrow? Because T-Boz was in the hospital. But even that, I mean... Yes, it's harsh, but at the same time, that's reality. Being, that's, reality music, that's reality in entertainment in general. The to me, the harshest part was on. those Rav fours. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Yo, I really, I needed to know if the specific Rav four was like for real what they got. No, yeah, they, in for a, sure. Yep, in a. I was like, because um, I really thought it was like a Jeep. Not that that makes it better, but something about a Toyota Rav four just really made it a problem. From what I remember, on the Breakfast Club interview, T Boz and Chili straight up said, "Yes, that is what they were." Ooh, and that scene when they were at the club in that car. <laughs> <laughs> and it had chili written right on the freaking windshield. And everybody was like, because it's a, come on. Like, because nobody buys, like, a RAV4. Like, <sighs> if it was a Jeep, at least it's sort of like, yeah, okay, some people just, like, like Jeeps and you would have bought a Jeep. But it was. <laughs> you never be like, yo, I got to get that new RAV4. <laughs> like when they first came out that's really i'm sorry that was and you know what hilarious. i wouldn't even mind the rap for but you really had to put my name on it oh like. <laughs> my god that was terrible all right terrible. but here's what i think about pebbles from watching the movie it, it, okay was she trifling yes but you know i understand because i don't really know how the record industry works when it comes to she's not LaFace Records; she's her own entity she mm-hmm. was married to you know uh la reed so she probably got money funneled through him mm-hmm. so i kind of understand with the putting the she took a risk taking these girls and put, all right you know what maybe the first album we'll put it out you know you gotta give something back to this and you know but i mean by the time we get to fan mail yeah i'm like all right now 
Child. Y'all really haven't looked at your contracts <laughs> in this long? In this long. And, or figured it out. They showed that they were attempting yeah. to go find it. But, I mean, I think in the end, the harshest thing is just the huge conflict of interest by, like, having her attorneys be their attorneys. Yeah. And, like, that was the shady part. Because I don't necessarily know. I mean, I don't know. But there's always been talk about how hardcore, like, new artists initial contracts are like how awful they are for them and that's been around for quite some Mm -hmm. time so i don't necessarily think she was completely necessarily out of line in that regard but the shadiness of not and because if she is fully aware that it is not okay for her lawyers and her accountants to also be there like even if they're too naive she knew which means she was taking advantage and that's what's the real book i love the scene and then they paid for their own rap for it that's that's what I was like. Could you at least ask, like, what y'all want? You want a Camry? Okay, we'll get you a Camry instead. <laughs> I love the scene when she was on the trailer and they came up and they were like, "Can we look at our contracts?" And she was like, "No, what? <laughs> you don't trust me." That face was hilarious. And the the me uh, the little Instagram picture going around with the little boy. Have you seen that one? <laughs> it's fuck. It's hilarious. Um, all right, so Pebbles is upset, and then there's one final person who's also. She comes off irritated, not really upset. Yeah. But it's Raindrop Lopez. It I love is that Left name. Eye's little sister. Um, she claims she is the first lady of hip rock. Yeah. Um, I feel like MC Light's been doing that. First time right. you heard that one. Lady of Rage. I mean, I could name. I, I mean, hey, they hey. didn't call it hip rock, hey. I will say. She's doing her thing. She is. Now, she comes out to say, she shaded Lil Mama a little bit. She said, you know, I was interested to hear that Lady Mama was playing. I didn't know her as an actress. <laughs> she said. But that's a fair comment. That is fair. Because we, we all have all the said same that. thing. Like, Lil Mama, what? Okay. She said, you know, she saw her, uh, she was invited to set one time, or mm-hmm. she showed up at set, because we're going to get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and... She said she saw her acting, and, you know, it was actually really cute. She, mm-hmm. she thought she did a really good job. Um, the family feels upset that they were not involved, and basically because it doesn't make sense that they weren't. A, you know, you know, they didn't want to be a huge part, but they wanted to be able to tell their side. They wanted – and, you know, this irritates me kind of more with Lil Mama because I feel like as an, a new actress, you would really want to kill this role. Wouldn't you – if Tion uh, – uh, Kiki and um, Drew are talking to T-Boz and Chili. Wouldn't you want to channel Left Eye and talk to her family? She said it was between her and God, and it was a spiritual journey that she had to go through. Wow. But the reality is, I mean, every it's hard to judge that because every actor has a different process. And for and she was playing. I mean, f- because the girl is no longer with us, it, it's sort of an icon type situation where you're taking on a big risk to do this to begin with, and if you think that dealing with those people will change what's inside of you to in a not good way that you don't think you will be successful then you don't do that Mm -hmm. maybe it was easier for her to just read journals and read whatever maybe um lisa had you know stuff from diaries or whatever to get through so she could just sort of have that and build that energy herself without having the influence of what people would say oh well she was like this and she was like because that's still people's outside perspective of who she is so to say that it was her job to like talk to them and include them and make sure that as a part of her role, I think it's hard to jump to that conclusion. One would think that possibly that is an, an avenue option, she yeah. could have taken, but that doesn't mean she was meaning any disrespect by not doing it. Well, and so then they looked at the production company kind of like you put 
T-Boz's mom in it, Chili's mom in it, but left I don't get no family other than her dad passed. And, you know, they were irritated because they were like, they literally filmed down the street. We were invited to set, you know. Um, then another thing she came out and said was the creep video. Uh, when Lisa puts the black tape on the mouth, she said, they claim it was because she didn't get her way over the outfits. But really, what it came down to is she didn't even like the message behind the song uh, of cheating on your man. Which, I mean, I feel like you kind of get that from she didn't want to wear the promiscuous outfits yeah. and whatnot. She said she had never talked business with Left Eye, so she doesn't really know what happened with Pebbles. As far as today, uh, she's Tion's uncle is actually married to yeah, her crazy. mom. So she's like an older sister, and she has no real relationship with Chili. Um, and then she had this to say. We have a clip um, where she talked about the premiere, which was kind of interesting, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and Juice like, I was not familiar with her, but I think she did amazing. Well, my mother, brother, and me, we feel the same way about not being involved. You know, it's just like, why not? And that's, you know, the question. You know, we're not saying that, you know, we wanted to write the movie. You know, we wanted to make decisions. But it's just like, when you have something happening right down the street from you, like we live in Atlanta, the movie's being shot in Atlanta. Everyone we know is like in the movie you know, like, except for us. It seemed like the Lisa's family was, like, the only people not involved in the movie, not invited to the set. It was just, I don't know, it was just weird and an uncomfortable feeling. You know, I would have liked to have been involved, you know. I went to the premiere, and I was not invited to walk the red carpet. You know, I get there, I got the stripe under my eye to represent my sister. You know, I'm all dressed up, ready to walk the red carpet, and I'm told I can't, you know. None of Left Eye's family is welcome to walk the red carpet. Eventually, a couple of uh, women that worked for LaFace walked in. And when they saw me behind the barricade, you know, and they inquired, they were like, it's not right. You know, so they went and said something to the person that made that decision. And then a couple minutes later, they came and let me on the red carpet after like an hour and a half. Uh, I saw her inside. I saw, Oof, yeah, I saw right. Chili didn't have a conversation. How do you feel about that? I mean, okay. Do you feel like they didn't want them to do the press junket kind of? And Here's kind of what I wonder. Take it away from that. Here's what I wonder. Because she did mention in the interview that she was able to come to set one day. So we don't know if she crashed or if she was actually invited at the point. And I don't know them. I don't know nothing about her family. I will preface that. I have no idea who these people are or what they are. But what I do know is that people do interesting things when, I love you. <laughs> you know, money, fame, celebrity, and all of those things get involved. And for all we know, she came to set that time, caused some problems, and it could have been justified or unjustified. We don't know. But that could have made it a situation where it made the actors uncomfortable, where they were like, maybe that's why Lil Mama was not interested in dealing with them because they were so, because they obviously have strong feelings mm -hmm. about their family member and they care. So, I mean, we don't know what happened then. For all we know, that would have been the setup for why they didn't want, um, her on the red carpet get doing press for whatever and who knows like she uh the other chick who was the other member talking about she got a book now for all we know she was trying to promote her whatever and they're like look this is about tlc this is about our album that's about to come out and we can't have all this other distraction and that's just fair do i understand where she's coming from if her side of the story is the full truth which it never is mm -hmm. yes i understand where she's coming from and her feelings but girl hey at least she gave them some 
you know, like it was a decent movie and these people did a good job. So she did come seem like she was coming from a positive yeah. place. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I just think that there, the idea that her family, she's upset that the family wasn't shown on screen and all of that. For all we know, the whole point of the movie and Tia, um, Tian and uh, Chili kept saying, it's just from our perspective. So at that time, because Left Eye did lose her father, right, sort of as the group was getting going. For all we know, she was not really around her family in the beginning, or right. at least around them, because she was grieving, for all we know. And maybe from their perspectives, they didn't really see that much interaction in that time with her. So it, it just didn't have a place for this specific movie in the moments that they were dealing with. And the bigger story points were, was her burning down Andre Ryan's house. Like, those are more pivotal moments that needed. That's not necessarily to forcibly, like, disclude the family. It just, it wasn't necessarily as relevant time-wise in terms of getting the shit stuff shot and everything for the movie. So, I mean, I get where she's coming from. It sucks. Like, but we all know she has a family, obviously. Which is interesting, too, because if we are to judge the family based off of some of Lisa's actions... Lisa's little diva attitude. Lisa had a strong personality. Mm -hmm. And she was aggressive. So, I mean, the apple don't fall far from the tree, y'all. Boop. Uh, And the last thing that she did say is that she would actually love if they used a left eye hologram. Yes. She said she had actually brought it up to the group, which I do remember this before the Tupac one came out, Mm -hmm. is that uh, when TLC was going to come out, they were talking about, well, can we do a hologram? And they said it wasn't possible. And then all of a sudden the Tupac one came out. Well, technology changes fast. Hopefully that works out. We'll get a TLC tool with a hologram. I'd be excited about it. All right, Courtney. I want to take you down memory lane right now. I know. Normally we do the six mix. Well, tonight we're going to do something a little different. Tonight. Tonight. Since TLC had so many iconic videos and, you know, one thing that they did say in it, which maybe at the time when they did say it, it was true that they were the number one selling female group of all time. Um I believe they're number two, and Spice Girls is by far number one. Uh, and then I think Destiny Child actually bumped up to number three because they were number four for a while. Who was number three? I want to say... I'm not going to make that judgment yet because I can't remember. Okay. It might have been the Dixie Chicks or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, so let's just start off with... You know, one of my favorite girl groups growing up. So depressing that they couldn't keep it together. Can we just say that about TLC, though? For, like, all the crap that they went through and all the drama that they went through, I believed in their sisterhood, and Mm -hmm. they seem to have maintained it more than any other girl group that we have. Very true. Including Escape. Escape. Atlanta's own also. But, again, this is so bold for a female group to... Like, there's no beat really behind this at all. Because they were just that good. And I remember when they were, like, coming on the scene and they would go to radio stations talking about they never had voice lessons. They just always sang together. Like, they all were trained, basically, growing up in church. And then they were able to come together and blend it and make it work. And it worked. It so does. Thank God for fashion and makeup changes. I thought we were going to get it. Uh, The 90s, great. They were so great. Uh, Next, we have In Vogue, Mm. which you can't talk about female groups without free of mind.
Visually, I mean, they were delivering amazingness, amazing moments. Every time, and every time. I didn't realize. I feel like I'm trying to figure out who TLC is trying to shade in uh, "What About Your Friends" video. Yes, where it, it, I mean, it reminds me very much of that video, "Free Your Mind" with SWV. But you know, I don't know. Um, again, next another amazing group. Total. Aww. What about us? <laughs> what about y'all? <laughs> Hype Williams shoot. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> this was though the era of music videos, man. Yeah, like why can't people do this anymore? Because like... we don't care, and it's not worth as much money as it was back then. We have too much access now. Yeah, it's all it's green screens. Like these were actual amazing yeah. sets. And Wait, we had to watch it on TV. Um, soul food, okay. Soul <laughs> yes, food. What happened to Total? Babies right. in life. What about us? Where y'all at? It was really hard for me to pick a Total song actually because I was like jamming out to so many, so many, and oh, the one when they did the remix. Okay, I was gonna put that one, but I figured, you know what? All the other ones, it's none of the good. girls had uh, had someone in it, so okay, I wanted to do just fair. for the girl group. Just for the girl group. Um, and again, we wouldn't be talking about no female '90s group without this one: Sisters with Voices. SWV. Didn't they say Anything. they were dropping another album this year? Or yeah, like they have a reality show coming out. Uh, that's what it was. So I'm oh. hoping that can lead to Coco and them nails. Them nails. <laughs> so. And all of us trying to wear the flat rap bob. Like, females were so hard in the 90s. What is going on? It was so good. It was so good. And it was sexy, but they didn't have to be naked. Yeah. It was good. Actually, stuff. the guys were more naked exactly. in Exactly. I love it. All right. Now, again, I mean, talk about longevity. They, they brought it back. They here. Yeah. And they, and was they, they sort of revamped our, because we had a little period without our girl groups, and they sort of came on right in that nice little hole. Get it, Matthew knows you're yeah. a real good businessman. Now, this was before Michelle joined the group. This is the original Destiny's Child. This is the original, the first video. Actually, the second one, because the first one didn't really pop up I like do that. remember the first time I saw this video. It was everything. It's Destiny's Child, no, 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 no. part two. But the breakdown, right when the breakdown happens. Ooh. Do y'all recognize Beyonce? I will say that I was never a fan of their choreography. Or their it was always quite cheesy. Except that intro, I'm not even gonna lie. Just the silhouettes of them. Writings on the wall. That, 
the album. Everything. I actually was listening to that like two days ago because I was like, oh my god, I never let that put it on my iPad. And I was in the car. Every song. Every single song I can listen to. And we never really kind of got that from them afterwards because what did we get after that was writings on the wall um then survivor, survivor. which which was good but it's very pop survivor was hard just because for those of us that were invested in them we were so mad that they broke up and split apart and were all a hot mess but i will admit that survivor was like Actually, my protest yeah. album i was mad wait what did we get on that one we had, we had say my name um that's true don't know no, that was um writings on the wall was it really? Yes, because that's when oh, all yeah, the drama happened Michelle. because of the video. Jumping, jumping. Because literally they didn't Yo. tell us that the group had broken up. We just got a new video and <laughs> we're like, like, wait, that happened? girl don't look the same. <laughs> like, we had no idea. <laughs> so. And we had to watch the documentary. Yeah. Which to- like showed that random girl that came in the group and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, I don't want to go today. And she was like, like Beyonce got the better weave. I'm done. Oh, bye. <laughs> bye. That's Michelle was like, I'll stay here. I don't <laughs> care. Like, you can give me whatever you got. <laughs> I'll take the junk clothes Tina got. She was smart. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they did real good after that. And then for the final video, it was a toss-up because I really wanted to put 702. However, I was like, you know what? Since we've been talking about TLC, Left Eye had this, put this group out, Black 808. Boom. Boom. Which that album was good because they did Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper. I remember that. And she actually went on to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. She acted and whatnot. But remember the song they had with Instinct? Oh baby, give it all yeah. to me. <laughs> that was a good song. Like this. And that was like baby left eye. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Literally sounds exactly oh, like something. Now, doesn't Left Eye make an appearance in yeah, the video? Yeah, she does. At the end? She's like doing something like she's programming. I laugh though because this is like her space, like cutting edge sort of video girl thing that she was talking about in the movie. Uh, and you know what's so sad is I showed someone that because we watched the, the TLC thing and they had never seen uh, her Left Eye's Supernova. Oh. So I showed her it and. It was different. Back memories. It was different. I didn't mind the song. Yeah. The video alone. Like, oh, what are you trying we to We were all confused, but it's because you learn to love them in one way. It's hard to accept them in other ways. It is. Well, I'm so glad you could join me on this Yay, nostalgic fun. day. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and make sure you guys tune in every single week. The Beat here at 12 o'clock uh, Pacific Coast time. Check us out at The Beat uh, TV uh, on Instagram. You can also follow Black Hollywood Live and make sure you guys check out all the other shows. Coming up next is Fashion 411. Keep the conversation going with us. You can tweet me and Instagram me at DJ Jesse J. And you can tweet me and Instagram me at Stuart Starlet. Till next week, same time, same place. Peace. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Dario Kristen, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. If you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. Music. Music redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.